you want me to do some more noises with my shoe? Sounds like a little animal. Sorry, folks, you're about to hear this show. It's a cracking show here, uh, the Home Time Show, but during the course of it, I've discovered that I can make uh, infinite noises with my right shoe on the floor of the studio. I'd like to... i, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something, and then you need to make your sound effect. OK, okay? go for it. Now let's cross to the latest action from the UK Squash Championships. <laughs> Good shot, Nigel. <laughs> well done, Nigel. Good shot. <laughs> Swear blind is that. Yeah. Absolute radio. They asked for a podcast. We told them to do it themselves. And here it is. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So I nearly got locked in a leisure centre last night. Locked in a leisure centre. There's a, a genre of movie I've not heard of before. <laughs> it's a bit niche. Imagine that uh, you can have as much of that uh, orange soup as you possibly can get your hands on. <laughs> That'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, and spend the whole night picking all the uh, bits of uh, rubber tyre out of the uh, trainers and socks <laughs> after you've been playing uh, six or It's got merits. Yeah, it's exactly. got merits to be stuck there. So well, what happened? Was playing the football last night on the you know, last last game on the pitch. Yeah. And then you know how you walk off the pitch and all that kind of thing, and you end up talking in the car park and all that kind of thing. We're talking for ages and talking for ages. And then suddenly this car cruises by and goes, Lads, are you going home? Because uh, we're just locking up the front gate. Uh, suddenly just everyone rushed into the cars and drove out. Just as the guy's starting to shut the gate oh across Lord. the front of the car park, I was around about, I would say, 30 seconds away from spending the night marooned in a leisure centre car park. This is one of the problems with we talked about doing trying to do sports and then doing these hours. That you're the last you're kind of the last knockings of doing anything yeah. anywhere because it's kind of late. So you were that close to being trapped in there. It's not quite Tom Cruise and that movie where he spends, you know his life in an airport terminal or whatever but yeah, uh, yeah I think there's some kind of movie in it locked in the terminal well, you might, you'd have to, what would you have done try to climb over the fence or call for help something like maybe string um, single lost Dunlop trainers together to make a, <laughs> yeah. some kind of rope ladder <laughs> exactly something like that but it did make me think as I saw the bloke there you know who's, who's, who's locking up and he's got the keys having the keys to a leisure centre to be quite frank being the person that is responsible for having the keys to anything that is what a position of power. It is power. Keys are power. I mean, I, I, I don't know whether this is an urban myth, but I have heard that in, in the prison service, if the longer the chain, the, the higher up the rank you yeah, are, yeah. that's keys, that's power. I don't know who's got the keys to this place. I mean, obviously, you know, we've got our passes to get in, but we haven't got the keys. We haven't got the authority to, you know, lock the big front door of Absolute Radio so, you know, Dave, even Dave couldn't get in tomorrow morning kind of thing. Well, think about it football fan-wise, right? You know, I'm an Everton fan. Someone must have... Have ultimately have the keys to go to some park. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, they get to lock it up or, or open it up in the mornings or whatever. So, I, I think it would be a good thing in this this last hour of the no-repeat guarantee, the first hour of the show, to have kind of, well, key chat, really. Keys. You know, if you in your workplace, it might not even be a workplace, if you have, if you're the key holder keys. of some kind of place of responsibility, we would like to hear about it and, and the stories that happen in due course. And you can tweet at Absolute Radio, use the hashtag key chat. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. The most fun you can have with up to six consenting adults on a Wednesday night. It's 4.26 right now. In one of the most dramatic stories you're going to hear on the radio this year, I very nearly got locked in a leisure, a leisure centre the other night. It did get us thinking uh, about the responsibility of being the designated key holder. What happened to you? This uh, text here, 8.12.15, uh, in Key Chat. Key Chat. Here on Hometime. At 18, I was a duty manager of a leisure centre and was given keys. Myself and my colleagues...
colleagues would stay after hours drinking in the leisure centre bar. Oh, wow. Eventually, upper management noticed the bar was £500 down one month. Check the CCTV <laughs> footage. We were told to pay it back and be fired. Brilliant. We'll do another phone-in on stealing <laughs> stories. What about that? Tucker says, all right, lads, I'm a key holder for a school and nursery. On my first week, I locked all the staff in the upstairs of the nursery. When they went to leave, they triggered the alarm, which resulted in armed police turning up. Wow. With great power comes great responsibility. Richard, welcome to Key Chat. How can we help? Uh, well, top and bottom of it was, it was one of our first days uh, opening the supermarket up where I worked, uh, around six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd had a few the night before and wasn't really there on time and arrived and saw my co-workers huddled together, cold and wet, oh. waiting for me. Do you know, I've driven past this scenario before where there's a load of people outside like a big department store all waiting to get in. You think that's one person having a nightmare of a morning. What a responsibility to be in charge of the keys to lock up and let everyone in. I know, I know, and it didn't help. The fella that had the job before me used to get in there early and put the kettle on for everybody. <laughs> so we may have been another brew, trying to sober up. Everybody else missed their brew. <laughs> now, when that kind of thing happens as key holder, do you then have to... Do you get stripped of the keys or yeah. do you get, like, a second chance? No, I got a second chance. I never did it again. And, um, to be honest, the person that took over from me did the same the next time. So it's almost a rite of passage. It is. It's a poison chalice in many ways, isn't it? It is, it is. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie sending out support and solidarity to other people who've stupidly come into work wearing shorts today. It's just gone half four. Key chat on the show right now. Nearly got locked in a leisure centre last night. The responsibility of being the keeper of the keys. Uh, tell us what it's like if it is you. Uh, Bush Ritchie is an ATM engineer. I have currently 23 different keys that give wow. me access to various ATM rooms and bunkers in supermarkets and the like and I can confirm it grants no power and just lots of hassle and worry. Well, we've got 25 minutes before five o'clock. More keys than that. How many <laughs> sets of keys have you got? 23. 23 sets of keys. Right, we've got Jason on the line who's got a cracking key based story for us, haven't you, Jason? Yes, I had a fantastic job with keys. Um, we were doing some structural work in the Roman bath in one of the vaults next door to it. Uh, and I was in charge, so I had the keys for the room and bath for like eight months. Fantastic. So you could like take mates down there and they could have a dip and stuff, right? I took my family down. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Didn't expect you to be that brazen and say yes, that's amazing. Uh, we, we weren't allowed in the water, but we did have a look around. Oh, you can have a paddle, I'm sure the Romans wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> Dean said back in the 80s had the keys for South End Pier. Longest pier in the world. Longest pier in the world. This one says when I was doing the rounds on HMS Hermes we used to have a long loop of wire with 50 or more keys to check compartments for floods, fire, leaks, etc once per hour. Now this all started with leisure centres. Uh, we've got Shelley hanging on uh, who was or is manager of a le- uh, leisure centre. Shelley! Let me just turn it off the radio I've got it on Alexa. Alexa? Turn off. <laughs> there we go. I love it. I love the way you're very, uh, very instructive to Alexa. There, you know, no messing around with you in your own house. Oh no, I normally shout at her. Turn off now. <laughs> it's great. We keep saying to people, play Absolute Radio yeah. and all that kind of thing. There you are. That's how easy it is. Oh bless you. Yeah, it's very easy. Yeah. <laughs> Shelley, so you used to be manager of a leisure centre. Yes, used to be manager, quite high up as well. And what happened to you? Oh my! So one night. Basically, how our leisure centre worked, we had a pool and a gym. So we'd ask the gym manager to lock up 
and bring me the keys so I could put them in the key safe. Okay. <laughs> so they were safe. <laughs> so 15 minutes before closing, the gym manager comes down. I've locked all up. Here are the keys. Thanks, Brill. Going to be an easy night. No. <laughs> so basically, the receptionist was cashing up and the phone kept on ringing and ringing and ringing. And I'm like, don't answer it because basically they'll want to book on and you've already cashed up, which means it's... It's a nightmare, isn't it? Lava to try and obviously cash up when you've got money out as well. Right. So anyway, this phone keeps on ringing. I'm like, I'm going to have to answer it because it's doing my head in. So I answer it, there's two women. Um, excuse me, you've locked us in the gym in the pitch black. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my! That would be—they'll give you nightmares for the rest of your life. Being, imagine that being locked in a gymnasium, squeaky floors and everything, in the pitch darkness. And it is pitch black in there. Like literally, I wouldn't have been like to like been to them at all. Do you know the thing that I'm panicking about now? And I'm not even an employee of the leisure centre. Were they wearing shoes with soles that were <laughs> applicable for being on a gymnasium floor? <laughs> I think they weren't even fully dressed because I think the person who were locked up didn't check, so turned the lights off, and they were still like. In the towels. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, listen, good to speak to you. Can you can you put Absolute Radio back on via Alexa right now in your, in your house? Give us a good old shout out. Alexa, play Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. So like I said uh, earlier on, I saw uh, a charity shop window yesterday. Uh, allow me to explain. I was walking down Leon C. Broadway, the main high street there, and caught a glimpse in a charity shop window of a gold embossed book in the window. I thought, oh, that looks interesting. Maybe it's a spell book or something like that. Had a, a closer look, and it turns out it was uh, A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens. And I hated that book at school. <laughs> And it took me right back. You remember back in the day when you had one book that you had to read, like, do the thing where you uh, had to read it out in turns around the class? Yeah. Do they still do that now? You do a paragraph each. It was like something out of a Victorian school <laughs> theme day. Or like a, uh, you know, it was unbelievable. And, and then you, you take the book home and maybe put some wallpaper on it or something like that. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but that book was the bane of my life. I, I can't remember anything about it. I just remember the smell of it because it had that kind of old book, school book smell. And I just remember hating it. Uh, I could easily tell you about the pussy chef from uh, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales. Oh, That'd be it for me. Is there, so there's a, I think everyone's got a book that's kind of maybe ruined their school life slightly. Would you say the uh, oh, Chaucer straight away? Yeah, Geoffrey Chaucer, Canterbury Tales, all the strange <laughs> spellings, and once again reading it in around uh, <laughs> all the grim stories of this bunch of misfits on their walk across Kent. Um, I, that's what I seem to remember anyway. Is there a bit of blue in the Canterbury Tales? Is it a bit like whoa, a little bit um, fruity? If, if I was to move on to another book. I think Tess of the Durbervilles, that would be my second uh, second choice. That had a little bit of blue. I don't it's remember Chaucer having much blue in it. I think it was just grim. <laughs> so, look, let's, I know it's back to school week this week, and obviously on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, it's been lovely to see all the photos of the team from yeah. when they were kids, which is great, and that's really positive about school. Let's do the direct opposite this evening. <laughs> if there was a book that you absolutely hated... It's unlike us to go negative. unlike that, isn't it? You know, first day we're talking about keys, now we're talking about books you hated at school. If there was a book that ruined your life, don't sit there in silence. Get some payback. 8, 12, 15. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. It's what happens when you take out all the music, travel, news, regular news and adverts from the show. 
Unfortunately, it still contains the two of them talking. Imagine the kids these days have cool boys. So I'm not saying imagining. I know it for a fact. Um, over the summer holidays, my daughter doing A-level English yeah. um, has had to read and study and then watch the accompanying film of Bridget Jones' Diary. That's not That's not fair. <laughs> no, I know. I know. They make her what? She has to literally sit down and read Wuthering Heights. 3,000-word essay she was writing on it over the school holidays. It's like big pants British in that. No. Wuthering Heights, someone dies because they leave the window open. Kate says here, Animal Farm, the politics were a bit lost to me at that age. <laughs> Katie and Cara both have got it in for Lord of the Flies. With him with I didn't do Lord of the Flies. Little, the lad with the glasses and all that kind of stuff, those kids know. washed up on, a, on an island. I thought it was all right. There's definitely worse. There's definitely worse than that. 8, 12, 15 to text. My dad hates Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, uh, says this text. He's still bitter about doing it at O-Level in 1978. Wow. And says it's the main reason he also hates the song Wuthering Heights. I like that. It's all-encompassing hate. It's, it's moved on from Emily Bronte to <laughs> Kate Bush. It's that bad, though. <laughs> it really is that bad. So, and I said it again. And I'll say it another time. Someone dies because the window's open overnight. There you go. It's ridiculous. Uh, Hannah from Devon is on the line. Hannah, what book ruined your life? Oh, Of Mice and Men. <laughs> you hate it. Even in your voice, you hate that book. I hate it, yeah. You look back at your school career. What, what was it like having to sit and wade through that book? Did you have to sit and read it out loud like Richie and I used to have to when we were kids? Yeah, yeah. And it felt like you read it for five whole years. It was just like a <laughs> three-month effort. It was just an endless... Drag on. George and Lenny. I think they were the two. Oh, Lenny. That was it, yeah. She's having flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) Not good ones either. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. Absolute Radio. Asking you, get it off your chest, let us back to school this week, but is there a book from your childhood that kind of ruins school for you? We have been inundated with people voting for Of Mice and Men. I've not read it. It sounds awful. Mark in Essex says, Of Mice and Men, written by John Steinbeck, published in 1937. It narrates the experiences of George Milton and Lenny Small, two displaced migrant ranch workers who move from place to place in California in search of a new job opportunities during the Great Depression. That depression couldn't have been any worse than mine in the 80s, <laughs> having read that garbage. I did do uh, Of Mice and Men at school and uh, I'd love to stand here and defend uh, poor old John Steinbeck today, but um, I don't remember got... anything other than the names George and Lenny. Are there any mice in it? No. Oh, I thought at least there might be like little mice with dungarees who can talk to them. Well, more. I don't, I, I say that, I don't think there were. I literally can't remember anything about it whatsoever. Are there talking mice in Of Mice and Men? Please let us know. Uh, Marnie is uh, getting in touch about another side of this that we were talking about, and that is obviously reading uh, reading the, the dreaded book uh, in class oh, form. Awful. She says, when I was reading out Macbeth in play form, that was definitely the worst, because as soon as my character <laughs> Banquo died, I completely <laughs> lost any interest. I don't even know what happened at the end. What's the one that's getting the most clogged so far? Oh, definitely, if Mice and Men is Mice getting a, a terrible load of clogs. I feel like it almost like it should be the, you know, they offer a phone line after EastEnders if yeah. you've been affected by any of this. <laughs> that's what it's like for Mice and Men, get in touch. But we've got Chris on the line. Chris has one book in particular that you ate it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nearly, nearly sick over myself. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Right. What was what, what's it flashed you back to, Chris? Oh, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That sounds like an old book, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That does sound yeah. a, a dusty old tomb. It, it was painfully long as well. What happened in it? Um, a sailor shot an albatross and just felt sorry for himself on a, 
on a boat forever, I think. Wow. <laughs> right, so that does sound like hard work, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, we were it just was. trying to work out earlier on, did you have to read it out loud in rounds, like taking turns? Yeah, around? yeah, I remember doing that. As, yeah. So was it a rhyme? I'm trying to think what the second line is to a sailor shot on albatross. What rhymes with albatross? I... I... I couldn't tell you. I'm not sure what it is, but I'm sure it's along the lines of something shot over the hill. That's how it normally works. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably it, yeah. I mean, Iron Maiden did a, made a song out of it, to be fair. <laughs> that's a very good point. <laughs> We've got into very unusual territory in this corner. I like it. Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. It's back to school week, uh, as you well know, um, but some school memories aren't the greatest, are they? Is there a book that uh, blighted your memories of school? Um, And uh, Bush and I, look, we we would always want to say this is a show that uh, gives a voice to both sides of the story. We do indeed. It's a balanced show. Yeah. And uh, poor old John Steinbeck and uh, of Mice and Men, it's taken a lot of clog. I would say, I'd say... 70% 70% of the moans have been about that book. Uh, but we have to be fair, uh, and this has just come in. Of Mice and Men is one of the greatest books ever, Ooh. says this text. I even have a copy from the John Steinbeck Museum in California. Wow. I also stole my school copy. We don't endorse that. Uh, <laughs> it's the first book that ever made me want to read. That is from Kevin the Roofer. Oh, come on, Kevin the Roofer, a.k.a. John Steinbeck. We know it's you, mate. <laughs> I want to apologise to the kids right now. I'm really, really sorry that you didn't get the chance to go on many rides when we went to the theme park earlier this summer. You know, sometimes as a parent, you, like I said earlier, you want to empower them, you want to make them go on to great things, but sometimes you just hold them back. I was looking back at uh, pictures from summer holidays, now school's back and all that kind of thing, and I had this realisation that when we took the trip to uh, Adventure Wonderland in Southend, your neck of the woods recently... Um, I was just a passenger on this trip because I can't stand roller coasters and all that kind of thing. It's just not. It's just not my thing. I don't like going upside down. Don't like all the thrills. Just, to, I just, you know, just keep, keep me in something nice and placid, right? Well, I, I'm exactly the same. I mean, weirdly, we were on an open top bus tour of Southend a couple of weeks ago, and it stops outside Adventure Island. And there's some of the rides on there that people are on. You just think, who would put themselves through? <laughs> and I said to Erin, our eldest, I, I want to apologise to you as your dad because you're never going to go on one of these things because. My laugh, Katie doesn't like going on them as well. So she's never going to go on your thought parks, your your theme rides or whatever, because I'm too scared to go on those things. Well, now you see yours are in a better situation then. Uh, well, no, sorry, yeah, mine are in a better situation. Yours are in a worse situation because if you or Katie won't take them on, they're, they're, they're never going to go whatsoever. Now, Caitlin and Charlie did get to go on rides, but that was only whilst I'm stood there with the push chair <laughs> and Natalie's taking the kids on. But I'm just so bored because I'm not yeah. going in anything. Once they've had a ride each, I was like, right, come on, we're going. So it was a very brief visit. But the nightmare about having Adventure Island at the, on your doorstep in Southend, whilst it's great and everything, it, it's a constant reminder of the fact that I'm too scared to go on theme park rides. <laughs> Genuinely, I think the only thing I've been on that's gone of any speed in the past 15 years was them spinning teacups. I don't even know what they're called. <laughs> and that, I almost wanted to get them to stop and let me off at some point. There must be loads of things like that, though, where you, because of your fears like as a parent, you've stopped your kids. And it's bad from you know doing stuff and having experiences. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and sometimes it doesn't even have to be a fear. I've, I've told this story many, many times, but my old man stopped us from watching Blind.
second date because he didn't like Cilla Black because she cancelled a gig he went to once. <laughs> love how he's got beef with Cilla Black. I love it. <laughs> well, so well, this final hour of the show, let's just be honest with each other. What things have you ruined for your kids or maybe your parents have ruined for you back in the day? Get in touch now, 8, 12, 15, or you can tweet at Absolute Radio. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute Radio. One Hometime Show, eight different playlists. If you're listening via Absolute Radio right now, the new track from The Killers called Caution, which is quite apt considering how, uh, I don't know, sketchy Richie and I are being about going on, <laughs> uh, what do you call, theme park rides or whatever. Uh, can I just say as an aside, uh, producer Adam and Richie have not stopped going on about the new Killers album since really that good. song came out. It's really good. You lot lo- if you love The Killers so much, why didn't you marry them? <laughs> That's what I want to say. This text says, took the kids to Thought Parks... I don't think it's got an S. Love it, Michael Owens. <laughs> Took the kids to Thought Parks, went on all the rides and then threw up at the end from overdoing it. Look, you're oh. a better person than Bush and myself, all right? Because we're scared of the rides. Uh, we're, we're after the things that you have ruined as a parent for your kids. 8, 12, 15, we can text us, we can tweet us at Absolute Radio. Dave says, my parents ruined football for me, but gives no more details. Uh, maybe, the, I don't know, like Fulham, maybe got them into Fulham or something like that, <laughs> Middlesbrough. Uh, Samantha's tweeted to say, right now... Now I'm ruining my 16-year-old's desire to have a motorbike. If you put the brakes, speaking of killers and caution, on anything that your kids want to do, 8, 12, 15, own up. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. OK, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. One Hometime Show. Eight playlists. Can you hear a squeaking somewhere? That's my shoes. Listen to that. I've never noticed that noise before. Neither have I. You need a bit of oil on that. I was doing it exactly on time with that song, but again, if you weren't listening to Absolute Radio, <laughs> it may have been out of sync. My Someone's bad. just had an absolute classic on one of our other seven stations, Damn. ruined by your squeaky shoes. I hope it wasn't a ballad. That would have been terrible. It's Bush and Richie. This is home time. Uh, talking about stuff that you may have done to uh, ruin it for your kids, for whatever reason, Jules in Warrington says, I ruined a stuffed sloth for both my daughters by doing a pretend voice for it and moving it around in apparently a creepy way. It has really long legs and arms. Arms, and if they see its face, they scream. So I sit it on my bed now in different position every day, depending on its mood. <laughs> That's quite weird. Uh, Paul is hanging on. What has your fear stopped your kids from doing? Um, they've never tried beetroot. They're 12 and 14, and they've never tried beetroot because I absolutely hate it. Do you know what, right, just, just to say, my dad, Nigel, uh, he's a similar thing. Well, you know when you've got a parent that's got very specific food dislikes? Yeah. You can hide behind that as a kid and exploit it, you know, rather than them, your parents saying, I'll oh, warm it up and you have it the next day. Well, dad doesn't exactly. eat it, so it's like a loophole in the parental law, isn't it? It is indeed, it is indeed. And the other big one is um, liver, because of the way my mum used to cook it. It seemed to be cooking all day and stink of just old leather. Oh, liver, liver bacon and onion is my favourite meal that my mum does from Liverpool. Oh, no way. I'd go bacon and onion, but no, no liver for me. So the kids haven't tried that either. It's a good job there's no <laughs> meal that's really liver or beetroot together, isn't it? <laughs> Don't rule it no, out. No, yeah, definite fail. <laughs> the Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Absolute radio. Home time on a Wednesday night. We're talking about stuff that you may have ruined for your kids through your own fears. Now, we could have predicted a lot of the things that have come in, but uh, uh, Kerry is about to tell us about one I don't think we would have done in a million years. What is it, Kerry? Yes, absolutely. Crabbing. <laughs> how, how can anyone have a fear of crabbing? You're going to need to elaborate on this. Yeah. No, I used to love crabbing. We did it as kids, and I always remembered it being really good fun. And when I had kids, that was like what I wanted to do when we went to Cornwall. We were going to go crabbing. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're going to go over to like the high walls. So where's that. it all and gone wrong, Kerry? Well, I've, I am a little bit nervous of heights, and I obviously, I don't know how that works when I was a kid, but we used to sit with our feet dangled over the side, you know, and when we went, it was really nice sunny day, it was just getting sort of evening times, so we're going to go and have some chips and that after, and um, everyone else is there with their legs over the side of the thing, and as we got close, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> so my son was really excited about it, and then we ended up, my husband was going nuts, because I had hold of his legs, made him lay face down, <laughs> hanging over the side of the wall, which you could see, just trying to catch, see if we could catch something. Just and to clarify, it wasn't your husband's legs it. that you were holding on to, was it? No, no, he was there going, just let him sit up, and I was like, I can't. See, he wasn't crabbing off the edge of the Empire State Building, by the way. We took on a four or five no. foot drop to the sea. Well, to be fair, when we used to do it as kids, my brother was an absolute nightmare, and he would always be just about to fall over the side, or, you know, he was always getting attacked by a swan at the beach, and, you know, so maybe that was it. Maybe I just had bad memories of it all. In the reality, just didn't live up to the, you know, the sunset dream. The Home Time Podcast with Bush and Ritchie. If you're listening, it's probably not home time anymore, but we can't be bothered to think of a new name. Absolute radio. Sorry, just to come back to the whole foot thing, uh, producer Adam has said during the show that my shoe also sounds like uh, a, you know, in a child's swing, uh, swings in the breeze in a, in a haunted house movie. Okay, or well, I'll, I'll give you a narrative for it. Go on then. <clears throat> um... The children hadn't been seen for years, but outside the swing was still moving. But why? That's really... Isn't that... That's so authentic, isn't it? All you need need now is like a little ball to roll out in front of your path when you're walking down the hallway. And now we cross back to the UK (laughs) Squash Championships. Give it to him, Nigel. Come on. First serve. Good serve. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, upstairs, Mum and Dad were having a lion. Right, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> okay, guys, you ready for this? One, two, three, four. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Let me hear you say. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. Bush and Richie's podcast. It is now over. It's over. It's done.